Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit travel and magic the gathering. I'm your host, Dwight, aka DiBlanco, a medium that wears an extra extra large. You can reach out to me at MTG Ectoplasm on Twitter, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing? Am I doing a good job, a bad job? Well, maybe I shouldn't quit my day job. Now, like I ask each and every single episode, do me a favor, hit that follow, like, subscribe button, because there's a thing called an algorithm, and uh, I'm not getting the attention or affection unless you hit that follow, like, subscribe button. And I know a lot of you are watching. I know the thousands and thousands are listening on uh, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, but I need you, the viewer, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Facebook, and all these other pl- webs, plat- web- websites and platforms. I need you to hit that follow, like, subscribe button. The reason why... Because of these algorithms, uh, the more you hit the follow, like, and subscribe button, the more other people can watch it. And also, on top of that, do me a favor. Tell your friends and family about the show. Because if you like spirits and spirit content, like I do try to, you know, make it, you know, make it jovial, giddy, and happy, uh, you may want to share this with other people. Now, uh, like I do each and every single episode, I have to bring in the one young lady. She's the one who made... The intros, the outros, the little doohickeys and doohickey little images here and there. Let me bring in the one, the only, the person who I call the ravishing one. The ravishing Renata. How you doing there, ravishing? I'm doing quite well. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. I know uh, we had some technical difficulties uh, yesterday and now we're leading in today. But, you know, uh, it seems like everything is working. So I'm a little, you know, excited. Woo! Everything's working so far. So far. Okay. Now, <laughs> Ravishing, tell me, what's going on with this episode? What do you think? This is going to be a really good episode. Um, this episode was actually inspired by one of our viewers writing Ooh. to us. Okay. So we can thank Heido Toastone Heido. for okay. reaching out to us. And if I pronounced your name wrong, please forgive me. Um, we do read your emails and comments, and if anyone else in our audience has a request, please be sure to reach out to us at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com, or you can find us both on Twitter at mtgectoplasm or at Ravishing Renata. Oh, you're you're on, on Twitter now. I am on Twitter now. And, and your handle's what again? Ravishing Renata. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. So if you want to reach out to the Ravishing one, the Ravish, at Ravishing Renata on Twitter, you can do so. Now, like uh, Renata said, uh, this episode was brought to your inspired by a young, na- a young man named Heidel Toston. Or I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Maybe it's Gyro, but for me, I think it's Heidel because I have an uncle from Colombia, Bogota to be specific. He has the same name. So I, I want to say thank you, Heidel, for reaching out to me. Because what's interesting, ladies and gentlemen, is that uh, Heidel was like, listen, there's a lot of love going on for mono blue snow and there's a lot of love going on over here in Bant, and it makes sense you know we just had you know uh, mr fink you know do exceptionally well with the mono blue snow build it actually just ended up doing well at another uh pioneer challenge but then look who did well again remf the brazilian spirit mastery did exceptionally well i think he came in first place in the uh pioneer spirit uh pioneer challenge as well so that tells you ladies and gentlemen uh spirits is kicking ass left and right in pioneer modern don't worry about it we're gonna get back to modern maybe next episode and have no fear no worry i believe in you uh, modern players 
But we're talking about Pioneer because guess what? They got these uh, PTQs and this thing's getting you ready to be in part of the Pro Tour. And Haida was like, listen, where's the love? Where's the love for Azorius? And I thought to myself, you know, how, how, where are we standing, Azorius? And then I did the research. Ravishing, why don't you pull it out for me? And you're going to see here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, don't let your eyes fool you. I was on uh, Nikatu's show this morning making this point because they, nobody could believe it. It's like, oh, statistics. Anybody can uh, fudge a statistic. No, ladies and gentlemen, this is from MTG, mtgdex.com. And they look and they specify win percentage for the month for people playing the deck and how many times it actually wins and loses. And if you see here, Bant is the weakest deck out of spirits and it's winning at 45% a clip. Now you got to consider it is also the most expensive version at $450. Now, not be smart in Renf. You know, he's a spirit master. He knows what he likes and he knows what he plays. And, and that's what I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. If you know your particular style of spirits, stick with your guns. Because guess what? If you look, Banta's winning. Ramph is pro proving it. Mono Blue Snow winning at a 52% per, uh, clip. And that's at, what, $163? So my man, uh, Mr. Fink, uh, is doing well with that deck as well. And many of you that I've kept, you know, I keep an eye on are kicking ass and taking names. Well, look at Azorius. Look at Azorius. Are you kidding me? This is a deck that no one, no one is talking about until now. Uh, it, well, let me, let me rewind. I, I may have screwed up because Andre Seguera, he was on the show last, well, he was promoted, you know, watching our show and he came up and he put his deck that was up there promoted by like, how do I explain it? Hmm. He was on the show watching and I was talking how great that he, he was playing with a particular Azorius deck that he saw from a Japanese player. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, that deck is badass. That deck is amazing. And if you get a chance, you should check out Andre Segura's uh, YouTube to find that Azorius deck. But Azorius is winning at 61%. 61%. That's better than Mono Blue and Bant. And it's $243. It's not as cheap as Mono Blue Snow, but sure as hell not that hefty price tag is Bant. Now, me personally, I've always said, and I will always say, I have been a fan of Mono Blue Snow. I love the aggro feel with the counter. And then Bant, Bant is just like typical Bant that we see in, in modern, where it just vomits out the creatures as quickly as possible and then smacks down the, your opponent. Azorius has little less interactivity, but more of the oomph that most azorius players are used to accustomed to i'm an azorius player when it comes to modern when it comes to spirits and let me just tell you it's amazing now i like uh, not i saw what heido did to his deck and it's a very good and a solid deck but i wanted to change it up i wanted to make it mine my version and if Heidel wants to use it, fine, you're welcome to. And if you want to use it, you're more than welcome to. My thing is when it comes to these type of shows, people are like, use my deck, you're going to win 100% of the time. No, 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 no. 
you need to know the matter where you live because no matter where you go no matter where you are people are going to play the styles a little bit differently so i'm going to give you what i would play in my immediate area so ravishing let's bring up the deck list shall we and here it is this is dwight me aka d blanco's azorius deck list i'm running 27 creatures currently in my azorius build four mausoleum wanderers I wonder why, because I'm in the mood to counter instances of sorceries, I guess. Four rattle chains. Why? Because I want to make sure my spirits uh, uh, come in when the play flash and I can protect one of my creatures with hexproof. Spectral Sailor. Why would I not want a 1-1 one, one flying inst, you know, instant creature hit the board on my opponent's turn? Why not? Now the, the, the pay four man at the draw card. Uh, realistically and honestly almost next to never happens three selfless spirit hmm there's a lot of board wipes or a lot of creature destruction i wonder why i put that in there oh i i think i just mentioned it three shackle guys why because uh there's a thing called mm, green devotion okay and there's other creatures out there that are ginormous that we got to make sure oh if we can take them out of combat or take them out of blocking i can fly over and smash and win then it makes sense for supreme phantom why because who doesn't like a lord i love lords then two brazen borrow borrower of course what even though it's not a spirit it allows me to bounce back a uh permanent back to an opponent's hand and oh i get an instant three one flyer i wish it was a you know a spirit not a fairy but hey beggars can't be choosers and then finally four spell of queller why 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 would i not want a spell queller spell queller is one of the uh i guess a prerequisite if you're gonna play azorius at all if you're not going to play spell queller in azorius don't play Azorius. Just saying. <clears throat> now, the one card you're going to go, hold on, Planeswalker. Planeswalker? And uh, it's misspelled. Don't worry about it. And it's the Wandering, wandering Emperor. Don't worry. We're going to talk about it. Now, the instance that I have here is what? Lofty Denial and Geistlight Snare. Now, I know some people are going, wait why wouldn't you want to play spell pierce spell pierce is nice it's good just in this current state in the meta it doesn't feel right i'm going to be quite sincere with you and the fact that i don't know most of my creatures fly lofty denial wins then geist light snare well of course i'm going to be playing a spirit and then if you look underneath Oh, I got Curious Obsession, which means I got four enchantments. Oh, that means, what? Geistlight Snare comes in for one mana. I can cast it for one mana. It's going to be a lot cheaper. Mm. And then, you, like I said, Curious Obsession. This is one. Uh, I'm not, I've never been a real fan of Auras. I'm going to be quite sincere with you. But this one has the what the French call the piece of, uh, uh, piece, uh, uh, has a little bit of the je ne sais quoi. A little bit of I don't know what. The reason why I say it that way is the weakest thing that spirits cannot do 
that I it should do because it's blue, right? Is card draw. That's the weakest thing about our deck. There's zero card draw, and Curious Obsession allows it. And then on top of that, oh, it pumps up a creature plus one plus one. Can't beat that. No, you cannot. And then comes my lands. And I was a little torn. I wanted to go 21, but I was like, you know what? Let me go 22 and see where I go. So I went with one, a John Joe Seed of the Empire. Why not? If I can destroy a creature, you know, I'm going to take advantage of that. Then you got Ottawa, Soaring City. If I'm going to bounce something, I'm going to take advantage, bounce it. Three planes, makes sense. Two deserted beach. This one I was like, mm. but realistically, I kept on playing the deck over and over and over again. And honestly, and realistically, either I'm going to play it on turn one where I'm basically mana screwed and mana hurt and okay, fine. I couldn't play my Mausoleum Wanderer or, or, or my uh, Rattle Chains. I'm oh, sorry, uh, Spectral Sailor. But at least I get a turn two. Very rare that ever happened, but I'm, I like this card better than uh, uh, Glacial Fortress. Really not a fan of Glacial Fortress. Now, one Field of Ruin. Now, I know some of you are like, hold up, Field of Ruin? Field of Ruin? Really? Field of Ruin? Field of Ruin? You would play Field of Ruin? And I'll tell you, yes, I'll play Field of Ruin. And this is why. You got to consider what lands are out there. Certain decks that are out there right now making noise. The biggest deck right now that's the biggest hindrance to us in spirits is what? Mono Green Devotion. So why would I not want to go after their Nykthos? What's the other deck that's out there that's making noise? Uh, uh, could it be uh, Hidden Strings? Why would I not want to get rid of Lotus Field? Yeah, I know. Realistically, they're going to go, Dwight, it's just one. Exactly, it's just one. But if I can get that one particular one off the board, it slows them down. It stalls them down. And guess what? I can fly over, beat them in the head. Then one uh, Cave of the Frost Dragon, I I had to warm up to this. and And I realized one simple fact. It's one white mana. There's no, there's no true drawback with this because guess what? I get to have a creature that goes for also on the bottom of Hall of Storm Giants. I don't know about you, but having a 7-7 seven, seven for six mana may not be overly beneficial, but there are huge creatures that we have to deal with, and I wouldn't mind having a fatty on my own to you know deal damage to another fatty. And if that means, oh, guess what? I lose a land. Fine, I lose a land. It sucks that I, you know, I have to tap out to get there, but I'll suck it up. Then you got four hollowed fountain. That's I think that's a moral imperative. Then four hinge gate pathways. Makes sense. Hens gate. No, hinge gate. <laughs> and then four islands. Don't worry about the spelling errors. We didn't check before we started this. It's all right. But here comes my sideboard. Now, like I said, this is based on me, my thought process. And I'm going to explain to you my thought process. Ready? Three portable hole. Sorry. Wrong fingers. Three portable hole. 
I wanted to put four, but realistically, three just fit right. And why? Because if you've seen in previous episodes, I told you and taught you about green devotion. Go after their mana dorks. With that wolf, wolf run something or other, go after that too. Limit their mana in mono green. Then in red, uh, I don't know, uh, the Eidolon of the Great Revel, get rid of that freaking guard. That's the whole reason why I put Portable and Hole in here. It's a moral appear to get rid of that thing. Fine, I take two points to get rid of it. Fine, as long as it's not causing me two, four, six, eight, and then God knows they're starting to beat me over the head with everything else. No, 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 no. I can't let that happen. So I put three Portable Hole. Then took Aether Gus. If you've seen my previous episodes, here I go again. I get to bounce a green or a red permanent. Doesn't seem that bad. Especially if you're a fatty that I can't deal with. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take advantage of that. Now, this one was a little torn. I was like, I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I was a little torn. Because I know right now that you got the unlicensed hearse that's very, very popular. And then uh, the spirit cleric, uh, I, I think remorseful cleric, cleric. I was a little torn. I was like, man, I really want to put these creatures in here. But what I'm finding in pioneers, there's a lot, a lot of creature removal. So even before I can even use, let's see, uh, the hearse's ability, I get screwed. I, I can't remove their graveyard. Or if I have Remorseful Clerk on the battlefield, yeah, I can fly over and I got I can have my Lord protected or I can protect it with, you know, with uh rattle change or uh sacrifice a uh my Muslim wanderer or use my uh spell queller. Which I could do more damage and you know, in a sense it makes more sense to go that way. But realistically and honestly, I had to consider one simple fact. There is not a lot of, for what I've played in my immediate area, a lot of enchantment removal. So I went with rest in peace. You may be different in your area, and that's why I'm saying you got to double check your area. But rest in peace is where I went. Then three, mystical dispute. I think that's a moral imperative because you never, never know what other blue deck you might find out there. Okay, uh, is it the the is it decks? They're you know they're waxing their way in because of the fact that what's going on, they still haven't figured themselves out yet, especially after those bans. Two disdainful stroke. Well, why would I not want to counter biggies, spells that are huge? Of course, I want to want to do that. Then two sky clave apparition. I, I was torn. I was like, do I want to put other spells? But I was like, you know what? I got to put a spirit here. Because I guarantee there's going to be a permanent uh, four mana or less that I can try to get rid of and I can use Skyclave. And this is where people go, well, if you're going to have Skyclave, why didn't you put a remorse for Clark, Cleric? It's a valid point. But I just felt Skyclave was a step above and it adds on to the portable wholeness, if you know what I mean. And then finally... One dampening sphere. 
I like dampening sphere a lot. And I was torn. I was like, do I put two? Do I put one? Like, where am I going to go with this? Most of the time I put in two. And realistically, I never get it. I never draw this card. So if I put in one, I'm always like, oh, maybe I'll get it. And you know what? When I went to my LGS, I ended up getting it. And I ended up screwing over uh, Lotus Field or Hidden Strings. Nice. I ended up screwing over uh, Nykthos. Just saying. So it came in beneficial. So I'm going to give you my secret hot take. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I came out with my own personal thought. Oh, look at that. Ravishing. That's hot. I, I like that. You, you made that yourself? Yes, I did. Wow. That, that looks great. And here's my hot take. Oh, there it is. The Wandering Emperor. You notice that it was in my main board, right? It's too generic and too white. It's a legendary planeswalker with a loyalty of three. Let's read until you're going to see why my thought process the way it is. It has flash. Well, most of our spirits have flash, right? Makes sense. As long as the Wandering Emperor enters the battlefield this turn, you may activate her loyalty abilities anytime you cast an instant. So, for example, you play it on your opponent's turn, like you should do every spirit deck. Oh, let's see what fun shenanigans we can do, shall we? Plus one. Put a plus one, plus one counter on up to one target creature. They should just put on one creature. It gains first strike until end of turn. So you're telling me, oh, my, uh, shall we say, Mausoleum Wanderer becomes what? A 2-2? And first strike. Wow, that that's not bad. I'm not going to complain. Or I could use it to help, you know, counter a spell. Not going to hurt. Negative one, create a two-two white samurai creature token with vigilance. Hold on, I get to put a creature onto the battlefield, and when I attack, it doesn't tap. So you're telling me I can have an attacker and a blocker? On my opponent's turn? Not bad. Now let's look at the last one. This is the part that I love. So I love the first one. I really enjoy the second one. But boy, I really, really love the last one. Negative two. Exile. Target tapped creature. Yeah, you heard that right. Exile, target, tab, creature. Oh, did I mention it says you gain two life on top of that? Oh, oh, you're going to send a fatty my way. You're going to send this beat stick and try to beat me over the head. Come at me, my friend. Come on. Come on, do it. And while you're doing it, understand I'm going to gain two life. Exactly. That they're going to have that cheapy look on their face, just like, oh, what happened? What, 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 what happened? Oh, that was my wandering emperor who flashed in, and you did nothing, my friend. Nothing. 
you lose. Good day. Well, good day to your creature. You, technically, you didn't lose, but you, you did lose that creature. It's exiled forever for this game, actually. How could you not want this in your main board? Now, mind you, I was actually considering maybe I should add another one on top of it, bring back a land to make it 21 land, and then put two Wandering Emperors because there, where's the drawback? The only drawback is it's four mana. Well, guess what? Pioneers are slow in a format where four mana isn't really a negative. It's not really out now, not really a negative. So this is what I did. This is what I'm doing in my immediate area. Well, I'm kicking ass and making sure my opponents say that's Bushid. Now let's look at what I would do or what cards from my sideboard and put them into my main right now. Ravishing. Oh, what is this? Oh, ravishing. Share with the listening audience what this is. Uh, we have finally launched our MTG Ectoplasm merch store where you can find all the latest and greatest designs that we have for MTG Ectoplasm t-shirts. We also have a MTG Ectoplasm coffee mug for that spirited cup of coffee. Oh, everything tastes better in it. We have shirts that come in all sizes and colors for men and women. And you can find any of this at uh, mtgectoplasm.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you like the show, show and you want to support and show your love, like, uh, um, uh, who was the young man that supported the show last week? Uh, I should have it right on the tip of my tongue, but I forget. Ravishing, do you remember? Lomo. I think it's Lomo or something like that. But I want to thank that young man for, while he was watching the show, I was like, come on, I want to buy a t-shirt. And he did. So I want to thank that young man for doing so. But remember, if you like the show and you really want to support it, www mtgectoplasm.com get your shirts now get them while they're fresh get them while they're hot while they're on the presses all sizes for men and women that's right ladies i thought about you okay i'm sorry i shouldn't have said it that way because the ravishing one now is giving me this look like oh you're going to get it later and you're going to sleep on the couch i don't mind the couch is always wonderful it's always comfortable for me so ravishing let's see what's going on and we're going to talk about here which uh, which Deck Green Devotion. These are the cards that you saw on my sideboard that I would put in. Now, it's up to you to sit there and decide what you want to take out and how many you put in. But me personally, I'm putting three portable hole. I'm putting in two uh, Aether, uh, Aether Gust. I'm putting in Disdainful Stroke. And I am definitely putting the one Dampening Sphere. Why? Do I have to reiterate? Portable hole. It gets rid of their mana dorks. Makes sense, right? Aether Gust. Uh, yeah, take a permanent red or green, put it on top or bottom of their library. Okay, more than likely, I'm going to stash it on the bottom. Disdainful Stroke. Hmm, I'm going to counter a spell of four mana or greater. That, that does sound like Mono Green Devotion. And then Dampening Sphere. Well, if I'm really bothered by the fact that uh, Nykthos is on the board, I'm going to screw Nykthos, and Dampening Sphere is the more way to do it. So there you go. This is the reason why I would do it. And I would tell you, ladies and gentlemen, go look at my previous episodes. 
of uh, Green Devotion. I did talk about, a, you know, Mono Blue Snow. I did talk about Bant. But this here is what I would end up putting in with Azorius. Now, the key to victory, screw them over on their land base. Put your creatures in as early as possible and smack, 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 and make sure they don't get the Kiora. Kiora is the key there because Kiora is a one mean merfolk. That happens to be a planeswalker. Next slide, please. Next slide, we have red deck wins. That's right, red deck wins. Notice a, a, a thing going on here. Portable hole. Why? Because the majority of their creatures are one to two mana. Okay, not a problem. Oh, if I can't deal with it right away with the portable hole. Oh, I got my Aether Gust. Bye-bye. Goodbye, uh, Island of the Great Rubble. Adios, arrivederci, mushi, mushi, kinichiwa. Uh, aloha means hello and goodbye. Then you got Skyclave Apparition. Just because if I don't have the portable hole, at least I have a spirit to sit there and take care of any other issue that I have in red deck wins. Secret here is don't let Eidolon get you. Protect yourself, protect your creatures, and smash, smash, smash your opponent expeditiously. It means quick. On the next slide, what do we got here? Oh, you know, blue, white, control. Now you're going to go, Dwight, really? Mystical dispute? Mystical dispute only? Realistically and honestly, I could have put something, but realistically, spirits is set up to be control. If you can put your creatures, your mana, your 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 low mana costed creatures, your ones, your twos, out there on turn one, turn two, control has a difficult time dealing with it. They really do. And what they're going to end up trying to do is that they're going to want to use their, uh, let's say, planeswalkers to control the, the board state or use their certain spells to stop you from manipulating the board state the way you want. Or they're going to use Supreme Verdict to wipe the board. And you, because you have almost all the answers being a white and blue, to counter play you know spirits on their turn so what's up okay fine you're gonna supreme verdict fine you supreme verdict oh and then when you're done i'm going to now put on a rattle chains and then i'm going to put in uh i don't know mausoleum wanderer or uh i don't know uh, supreme phantom so on my next turn i'm whacking you in the face for four spirits has the answer spirits can come in under control each and every single time you just got to play smart go in early smack 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 protect your creatures protect your environment watch out for the planeswalkers watch out for the big uh board wipe because their their real end game is to beat you with shark typhoon and if you can uh slow down shark typhoon victory is yours my friend victory is in hand that's a reason why Mr. Dispute is key here. Because they're using a whole bunch of blue. And if I'm going to count one mana to play an instant to, you know, counter, oh, my man, I'm going to do it all day. 
All day I'm going to do this. Now let's look at the next slide. I had to take my time here because the reason why my friend Heidel was like, I struggle with this one. Rakdos mid-range. We all, we all have our burdens. The one key decks that truly we struggle with. In modern, I'm going to be honest with you, it's Titan. I really, really hate Amulet Titan and Tron. Those are my two banes that I have a hard time dealing with. Every other deck, not a problem. I, I, can, I have it solved. I can beat it. Amulet Titan, Green Tron, for some reason, I can't beat. And thank God, most people, you don't see people playing Green Tron anymore. But we're talking Pioneer here. So Rakdos. Realistically, Rakdos mid-range plays like Jund, old school Jund. Why? Because what they try to do is manipulate your hand. So they're going to try to throw everything into your graveyard. And then guess what? They wait, they suck out what's in your graveyard so it can benefit them. So what's the key? Make sure you play on their turn. Protect your creatures. Don't be afraid. But play quick. Smash, smash, smash. It's going to suck here and there that they pull, they take away certain cards of need. But what are their cards of needs? Well, they have Cruxa. That's huge. I was actually thinking this right here would be one of the uh, decks that I would actually wouldn't, wouldn't mind considering putting uh, Rest in Peace in because of Cruxa alone. Oh, two mana, I play Cruxa, and what are you going to do? Oh, you're going to play Cruxa. Oh, it goes into your graveyard. Wah, wah, wah. Goodbye, never to be seen again. Do it again, my friend. You can do this. You can beat this deck. This isn't, for me, this isn't, you know, I got to be careful here because it is a challenging deck to play, be, like, to play against. But don't beat yourself and understand that rattle chains here is the key to victory. Get your key creatures instance and allows you to protect your creatures. With disdainful stroke, fine, I get to counter. And Skyclave, I get to get rid of bigger creatures. Now let's look at the last one. Hidden strings, aka Lotus Field. Well, if you notice here, Dampening Sphere once again. Why? Because I don't like Lotus Field. Really, I don't like that card. I dislike it. I, I have an out and out disdain for it. Disdainful Stroke. Why? Because they're playing a lot of cards with what? More than four. And then Mystical Dispute because they're playing blue cards. They're playing blue cards. Here, I'm going to be quite sincere with you. Just like every other one, you got to play under. Get your small creatures out there. Turn one, turn two, and smash, 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 smash. Did I mention the word smash? And at all costs, get rid of. Counter, 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 counter. Did I use the word counter? Yes, I used the word counter because you got to get rid of hidden strings. That card is awful. Once that thing gets moving and shaking, it, it, it's hard. It's next to impossible. You got to get rid of that creature that's on it. And the whole main goal, the whole their whole, their whole entire set desire is to play uh, omniscience. 
I like to call it omniscience because that's how it's spelled. Omniscience. But omniscience. If you don't know what omniscience is, omniscience is, it's an enchantment for a lot of mana that allows them to go, hey, I'll play whatever at any time. There you go, on the battlefield. Oh, and the fact that, oh, I can just draw more cards and draw more cards, draw more cards. If you want to talk about a vomit deck, you know, people complain, oh, you know, uh, Collect the company just vomits out creatures. No, 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 no. Hidden Strings is a vomit deck where it just vomits out crap left and right. And you go, what do I do now? I guess I'll sit here twiddling my thumbs until you're done doing what you got to do and then decide to beat me. So that's why we have Mystical Dispute in here. Because guess what we're doing? We're going to go out of our way to... uh Get hidden strings. We're going out of our way to make sure we pan where we not pan, but uh counter omniscience. Disdainful stroke. Guess what? Omniscience and other other key cards like can oh well you can't do hidden strings here, but other cards to deal with. And don't forget Muslim Wonder is your key friend here. Dampening sphere. Why would I not want to use this against Lotus Field? Remember one simple thing. Mausoleum Wonder is your best friend here. Mausoleum Wonder, hands down. I got a scratch in here. Mausoleum Wonder is your best friend. Get him out. Get her, him or her out. Turn one. You put him out, turn one. Your opponent is going to be like, oh, my day sucks. They're going to be one. They're, they're going to be the ones swiddling their thumbs. Why? Because they're going to go, great. Uh, turn one. I, they, they, you know, I play that. So now they can get, I can counter whatever they have. I'll attack. Okay, not a problem. On the end of your turn, rattle chains. I protect my guy, and now I can play, in, you know, my uh, spirits with flash on your turn. Not a problem. Whack, 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 and keep on whacking away. And have no fear of whacking them. Whacking is fun when it comes to magic. And if you're whacking in a different way, this is a uh, PG show, so don't do it. Wash your hands. So ravishing. What are your thoughts? Sounds all very interesting. Do you think Heidos is going to be happy with the show? I, I think he'll be happy with the show. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be sincere with you. No bushi. I'm going to be sincere. When I when I did the research on the show. And realized that Azorius is winning. And I had no clue. Me. Okay. I'm the content. One of the two content makers for spirits. You got Andre and I. The key ones. I had no clue. I don't know if Andre knew. But Azorius is one of the best decks currently in Pioneer. Winning at 61% of the clip at over $200. Let's say 250 because I don't remember all the numbers. It has a better winning percentage than Bant and Mono Blue Snow. And people are like, well, you know, what do I play? I'm not sure. Well, I'm telling you right now, we have answers. We can beat Green Devotion, Red Deck Wins. We can beat Lotus Combo, Directos uh, Midrange, and we can beat White Blue Control. I don't care what's put in front of us. As spirit players, if you know your deck and you know it ins and out, in and out, you can 
get the victory. You just got to be smart. You got to play smart. You can't just eh, 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 be indecisive. No indecisiveness here. Get your creatures out quick. Usually on your opponent's turn, if possible. Whackity whack, 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 whack them. And control the board stage because guess what? Azorius, Azorius gives us the opportunity with some interaction to deal with our opponent and whatever they play. I hope you liked this episode. Let me know what your thoughts are. Reach out to me at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com directly, or you can email, you know, that you can email me there or reach out to me at mtgectoplasm on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts. Am I wrong? Am I right? What's going on here? But I would really like, and I hope a lot more of you out there, especially those who are unsure. Hell, you can right now find this Azorius uh, Challenger deck right now on Amazon. Maybe at your LGS, and I'd prefer you to get it at your LGS. But I guarantee you can find this deck and start winning tomorrow, depending on the shipping, obviously. And if you build it just right and you figure out how the cards are manipulated, I guarantee you'll win. And I think you win well. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say, that's boo sheet. We're out of here.